Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. Good morning, church. How's everybody doing today? Yeah, you're doing good. You're doing good. Come on, give somebody a high five next to you. Tell them you love them. Welcome to church. Tell them it's going to get crazy today. Oh, it's going to get crazy, somebody. Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome to church, everybody. I'm Pastor Justin. I'm the lead pastor here. I'm excited to bring the word this morning. Who's excited for the word? Oh, my goodness. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Did you bring your Bibles today? Do we have some paper Bibles in the house today? Yeah, look at that. We got some paper Bibles all over the place looking good. We got some electronic Bibles. Where are my electronic Bible people at? Trying to connect to the internet right now. We'll see what happens. We'll have a lot of prayer, a lot of, a lot of uh, waiting on the Lord while it spins in circles. Amen. It's so good, so good. Let me, let me pray for this morning. Father God, I just thank you for today. God, I thank you that your word never returns void. God, that every promise will come to fruition. Lord, when you speak, it is as if it is already done. And so, God, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Psalms chapter 18, verse 29. And uh, while you're turning there, how was your week? Did you have a good week? Yeah? Yeah? Did you guys enjoy the, the message last week on being on mission? Did you like that? Yeah? I got to share some stories from, from my time in the Philippines. But I, I, if, I, I wonder, I wonder, because our leadership team immediately... How does, how does the enemy act when, when we start taking ground? Immediately, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Immediately. So, so he couldn't even wait like 24 hours to attack some of our people. I mean, we had crazy stuff happening on Monday, Tuesday. I mean, it was daily. It was insane. It was insane, like, like Pastor AJ's car got ran into, and, and then and John and Michelle, we had all kinds of crazy stuff happen for them with, a, with a, sh- a possible shooter at the mall and all these. I mean, it was just crazy. Did anybody else have some craziness last week? Yeah, and you still made it back to church? Come on, somebody. That's what I'm talking about. These are my warriors because you know what? When you start taking territory from the enemy, you can expect a retaliation. You can expect it. You know it's coming. It's almost like, it's almost like a, a, a term of endearment to get a, an issue from the, the devil afterwards because you know you're, you touched something. Are you with me? Are you with me? Some of you married people know what I'm talking about. You know, if you poke the bear and you get a certain response, you won, right? I, I, no, no. We didn't, that's not winning. That's not winning. But I tell you what, we are winning in the spirit. Amen? We are winning in the spirit. I love that our small group went out this last week and, and uh, took the message to heart, which was being on mission. And, and they went over here to the, the grocery outlet and held up signs saying, do you need prayer? And people drove in and parked and got prayer. And, and then they went out to Hemet to, to the, some, a homeless encampment with a bunch of PB&J and let people know how much Jesus loves them. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that just blows my mind. I love that. That is taking the word and putting it into action. Amen? Amen? Speaking of that, I don't know if anybody has seen it, but Chelsea, I mean, last week was a very busy week, but uh, Chelsea and I went and saw The Sound of Freedom. Did, did, did anybody go see that? Did we have some people that went and see that? None of you? 
okay. Well, I went and saw that with my beautiful bride, and, and it was absolutely phenomenal. If you want to go and you're just nervous to go by yourself, I'll go with you again. It was that good. Um, but uh, the story is just powerful. And, and you've got to keep in mind that, that every story is, you know, it's done up by, by media and all those things and all the stuff we're seeing on social media. But if we can keep in mind just the story right? The guy might be a weirdo. We don't know. We don't know those things, right? We don't know the fullness of the story, but the story itself is that this is happening in our own backyard, and that's the truth. It is. It is, and we've worked with CERT Ministries and, and Slave Free Project for over three years now, and our little church has given over 30, almost, not quite 30,000, almost $30,000 to go towards saving kids from, from being trafficked, and is, is that amazing? Can we give God some glory for that? Like, it's just absolutely incredible. Hundreds, hundreds of kids in the last three years have been, have been rescued out of, out of human trafficking. And so it is a real thing. It happens right here, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. It's happened right here. I'm, I've heard, I can't tell specific stories, but I've heard specific stories at, from the schools here locally where girls have been taken and, and found in Mexico. Like, so these are real things that happen right here, not somewhere just in a distant land in another country. But right here, so we have to be mindful. Not be fearful, mindful. That's different, right? Not fearful, but mindful. And so it's a powerful thing, and I'm, I praise God for all the men and women who sacrifice their time and their energy and their calling to go and rescue these kids. I know if it was my kid, I'd be very thankful that somebody was out there fighting for them. So I'm thankful for all those guys. So if you want to be a part of the fight, like I said, it's one thing to get on social media and say, hey, I watched a movie. Awesome, good for you. We could have watched Little Mermaid. You know, like, like we, we, we could have gone and, and watched uh, any of those different movies out there right now. But, or Barbie, I heard Barbie out there. Some, some people excited about Barbie, all their teens in the front. Come on, somebody. Everyone stare at them at the same time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, we can go watch any movie and have it just have the impact of $15.50 out of your pocket. And that was the only impact it had. But I tell you what, when you start to be in action for those things that really matter, oh my goodness, somebody's life gets changed or transformed. Imagine if it was your own kid in that moment and go, man, I wish somebody would have given $100 or $150 or $1,000 so that my kid would be rescued from that situation. Amen? Amen. So pray about that. You can always give in, the, in our app for that. Every single dime will go towards saving children and to those organizations. It will not go to the church. So um, it, whatever, whatever money comes in for the Slave Free Project, um, put that in there and, and I'll make sure that it get, goes to saving kids. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Well, talking about that, we need to be battle ready. Somebody say battle ready. Battle ready. Tell your neighbor, are you battle ready? Say, I'm battle ready. I'm battle ready. And some of you are like, how do I get battle ready? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really sure. What, what, where's the battle? Where are we going? What's happening? I'm not sure. Well, are you in Psalms 18? Did you make it there? I think I gave you enough time. Psalms 18, verse 29, it says, In your strength I can crush an army, and with my God I can scale any wall. That thought process is to understand that you can't do it on your own. Do you know that? Do you know that? We can't do it on our own. But, somebody say but, I love when God puts his butt in the middle of my circumstances, I tell you that, but if I do it with the Lord, oh, I can go through any army, and I can scale any wall, did you, you hear the difference, by yourself, you can't do anything, but with God, you can do everything, are you with me, amen, so, so let's get in here today, for, where are my note takers, do we have some note takers out there today, here's point number one for my note takers, I know I don't have my screen up there, so you got to listen, are you ready? 
Point number one is I will make prayer a priority. I will make prayer a priority. Oh, man, I thought we were going to battle. What does that have to do with prayer, right? Like prayer, like <laughs> that's, that's not exactly like when I think of like a war movie. That's not like the scene I'm seeing. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much seeing like Arnold Schwarzenegger with, with you know, like some, some big old thing, like, like a bazooka, like ready to go, right? Are you with me? Like this is battle, right? Ah, you know, like that's what I think of. I, my, my four-year-old, we were in the pool with a pool noodle. You guys like pool noodles? I mean, that can be a weapon in many different forms. Are you with me? It's absolutely a weapon. And, and my four-year-old, he, he doesn't have the lung capacity to shoot the water through the, through the thing. So you know what he did? He's, he's, he, he asked Dad to come help him. Right? So, so he's got his big brother, the 10-year-old, over on the other side, thinks it's pretty funny when he blows on the other side, and the four-year-old gets blasted. Are you with me? And it's funny for all the older siblings. We know it's funny to do that to our younger siblings. But, but then you bring in Dad. And then all of a sudden, the lung capacity has now increased. I mean, I, I, I got to preach without my mic last week. You know the lung capacity is good. Are you with me? And so here, here, here's, my, here's my four-year-old. He's holding this, this pool noodle like a bazooka. Like, come here, Noah. I got you now. You know? And then here's Dad blowing on the end of that thing and just blasting him. But, you know, sometimes we need God to come in and, and blow away our enemies. Come on, we, we, we thought we had enough capacity when we tried to face our own, our own addictions, when we, had, when we tried to face our circumstances. We thought we had the capacity until you just don't. You ever feel that? Like you're like, okay, I got this. And then you get there and you're like, no, I don't. I don't got this. I don't got this. Are you with me? Anybody? Like I, it, it can be a struggle. It can be a challenge. But you know what's funny to me is, and it's not really funny. It's, it's actually sad. But a lot, of us, a lot of us use prayer as a last resort. Like I tried everything I could, and I guess all I can do is pray. Can I tell you that, that prayer is not the last resort? Prayer should be the priority. Are you with me? Prayer should be what you do first. Are you with me? Because you, you don't have the capacity. Can, can you imagine how much more capacity you would have if you stopped trying to do it all by yourself? I mean, think about it. All the times we're, only, we're using our own mind, our own thinking, our own thoughts. And, and how many times has it led us down the same road of disappointment? But then we have God. And we sit and we, we go through, we, we push ourselves to the brink, trying to make it all work. And then we finally give up and go, okay, God, I can't do it anymore. Can you help me? You see, what if we would have started with that? And then how many other things would we get through because he's the one on the end of that thing blowing it over? Are you with me? I mean, the lung capacity of my four-year-old, if he would have just said, hey, Dad, if you just come and do this, I mean, we could, we could, we could make him leave the pool. Are you with me? Like, like, like the devil's just going to get out of the pool right now in the name of Jesus. He's not going to want to play no more because you're playing with me. Are you with me? You're on my side. You see, when you ask God to be on your side of this, all of a sudden, it's not even a fair game anymore. The enemy doesn't want to play with you because you go to prayer every time. Oh, man, if I touch that guy, if I touch that lady, they're going to go straight to their father. Oh, man, I don't want him to get involved again. I'll go mess with this one who doesn't pray. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on, somebody. So we don't make prayer a last resort. It's, it needs to be, it's not a supplement. You know, does anybody use supplements? We, we, any, any vitamin takers up in here, right? Like, we supplement things that we're not getting. Can I tell you that prayer shouldn't be a supplement? Prayer should be a priority. Prayer should be a priority. In Philippians verse 4, or sorry, chapter 4, verse 6, it says, don't worry about anything. Does anybody know this verse? Instead, pray about everything. 
Tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, doesn't this sound like, like when I read that, I start to think about that again. Like, how many times have I put prayer as a last resort instead of the priority? Like, how many times have I been exhausted because I'm trying to figure it out? I'm trying to make it make sense. And, and this is talking about God's peace and guarding your hearts. Like, what, what does it make sense to us? I mean, this is, this, I'm preaching to me right now. I'm not preaching to you. Like, I'm glad you're here, but I tell you what, I'm preaching to me. Because I'm thinking to myself, how many times? Have I put prayer as a back-end thing and I put my own brain, my own giftings, all these things in front of prayer, thinking I can handle this. God made me to handle this. Come on, we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. But with prayer, we're way more than conquerors in, through Christ Jesus. Are you with me? Come on. I mean, we're putting in way too much effort for things that, oh, man, God, God's just like, why didn't you bring that to me in the first place? Somebody say pray about everything. You know what, when you wake up, pray. Like when you wake up, like, like your eyes are barely opening, you're not even quite out of bed yet. You know what I'm talking about, right? You've already pushed snooze three times. And as you're waking up, you're just like, God, use me today. God, be in my day today. Don't let anything come in that's not of you. Lord, help me to focus on you and not on any circumstances. As you're barely waking up, I mean, you don't, you're not even brushing your teeth yet, right? You're just like, you're just barely opening your eyes. God, I need you. God, show me you're here today. Show me you're in this today. How many less arguments would happen if, if you did that first thing when you woke up? Come on, somebody. How, how, many, how much less stress would you have at work because you, you woke up with that mindset? God, I know you're in my day. God, I, I, show me who you are. Show me what you want to do. Come on, is this, is this touching anybody this morning? But when you wake up, pray. When you're driving in your car, pray. Before confrontation, Pray before fear is given a chance to take over your mind. Pray. Come on. Come on. When God is moving in the midst of it, like before an argument is allowed to rip apart your relationship, pray. Come on, somebody. Like there is something that changes the atmosphere when you pray, when you invite God into it. I tell you this morning, I was walking through as I put a card on every single one of these seats and I prayed that there would be breakthrough for that person. I prayed that, that, that strongholds would fall off of them. I prayed. I was sitting there. I went and touched every camera. I don't know which camera you're on, so I apologize. I went and touched every camera, and I was like, God, whoever's watching this today, I pray that breakthrough comes in their life. I'm praying, right? As people started telling me stuff's going on, can I pray for you right now? Because prayer is the priority. It's where the power comes from. There is no power just in ourselves. The power is in our God. And so we, as we reach out to him, oh, I'm loading the bazooka. I'm ready. Are you ready? It's like, come on, enemy, what you got? Like, you can't slow us down. You can't stop us. Oh, you're messing with the wrong group of people. Are you with me? Like, I got a bazooka and I got God on the other side of it, and you're going down. Are you with me today? Come on, somebody. Woo. Prayer is not a supplement. It's not a side dish. Prayer is the battle plan. Romans 8, verse 26 says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. So if God is so, like, again, 
Like, I could see God, I, I could see, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, maybe 20 years ago, playing God. Are you with me? Like, probably not today. He's a little wrinkly and old and those kinds of things. But, but you know, like, like, back in the day, like, I could see him, like, coming up, like, here I am. I'm the Lord. This is the voice of the Lord, right? I mean, I could just see him coming in and making things happen. But what's crazy is, is that the Bible talks about he's praying on our behalf. And we think prayer is weak. I don't, oh, you know, I'm kind of shy. I'm kind of nervous to pray in public. Why? It's the most powerful thing you could possibly do. Like, let the power of God come into that restaurant right now. You know, if somebody thinks you're weird, oh, well. Like, they don't know the power. They don't know what God can do on, their, on that side. Are you with me? Like, it doesn't, I'm not saying that you should stand up in the middle of the restaurant and let me give the word of the law. No, no, I'm not talking about that. Like, like just pray. Can I tell you that pr- how powerful prayer is? I, I, I witnessed this as a small child. My grandmother scared the bejeebies out of me. She did. She did. We were, we were at this restaurant, and, and uh, it was this little diner, tiny little diner in this tiny little town in Oregon. And there's this gentleman sitting behind my grandmother. We had a group of probably 10 of us sitting at a table, and there's this gentleman eating lunch with another guy behind her. And, and he starts talking to the waitress in very inappropriate ways. Right? He's saying slanderous things to her and, and, and sexual innuendos, all these types of things to the waitress. Now I'm sitting on this side of the table. I can see what's happening. I see this guy talking to her, and I'm just a you know, 10-year-old boy, 12-year-old boy, something like that, watching this happen. And I'm looking at my grandma right in front of me, she, and these people are to her back. And she, I see her head is down, and I see her mouth moving. And she's praying. And I'm like, what is she doing? I'm like, she's got this weirdo behind her and this thing going on. And as she's praying, instantly, this guy gets a bloody nose, so profuse that he has to leave the restaurant. And I went, holy crud, don't mess with grandma. Are you with me? Like, like don't, if she starts praying, just run. Like, like something's happening. It's going down right now. But there's power in our prayer. There's power in our prayer. She, was, she, she told me after, I said, grandma, what were you praying? I was praying that that man would stop being mean to her. And I was like, oh, my gosh, grandma, that's crazy. I can't believe you did that. Just, you know, I started, I started praying over this guy in the, in the, in, in, in the parking lot because he cut me off. I was like, Lord, give him diarrhea in the name of you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That poor guy is sitting on the toilet still to this moment. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Come on. Who, who's never wanted a superpower like that? I'm just saying. Like, just, yeah. I don't need to fly. I don't need to be invisible. But if I could just demand that happen to, no. Anyway. Anyway, here's point number two. Here's point number two. In prayer, my weakness is traded for his strength. In prayer, my weakness is traded for his strength. In prayer, my weakness is traded for his strength. Come on. Before prayer, we're overwhelmed by circumstances and adversity. But through prayer, we can do all things, right? Through prayer, we can do all things. It's allowing God to have a say. Let him come in. He's waiting. Come on. I, I see it almost like a, like a dad is going like, are you just going to keep doing that? You, you want me to just come in and take care of that for you? Right? Your father's in there going like, man, I know you've struggled with this same addiction so many times. Are you going to keep relying on your flesh like that you're going to get through it? Or are you going to ask me to help you? Right? All of a sudden when you ask, I was talking about this l- last Sunday, to be on mission. If, if let's, let's say for a moment you're in that quiet place where bad things happen. Come on. Uh, where thoughts go awry, we start thinking negative thoughts, we start going to vices, we start going to these things that give us momentary comfort. But in those moments, what if you were on mission? 
What if in, in, instead it's you're going like, hey, listen, uh, I, I've got to this place. I've got nothing to do. It's dark. Nobody would see me if I sinned right now. But God, I've got, I got some extra time. What do you want to do? I've got some extra time on my hands. What, do you, what are you thinking right now? God, what's on your heart right now? How can I be on mission for you right now? And then all of a sudden he puts somebody, somebody in your mind and you shoot them a text telling them you're thinking about them, that you love them. You don't know what they're going through right then. You don't know. But you said, hey, God, I'm on mission. I'm ready. Uh, here I am. What do you need? All, all of a sudden, you get to be the voice of Jesus for somebody. You get to give him a prayer. You get to send him a prayer in a text saying, hey, man, this, I was just asking God if he needed anything, and he put you on my heart, so you must be on his heart. I just want you to know that you're loved, and he's thinking about you. I mean, how much of a difference that could make? Or maybe it's your own personal growth, right? All of a sudden, when you're sitting with God, and you say, hey, God, what do you want from me? And he says, go pick up that book that I gave you six months ago, and you haven't touched yet. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, I meant to read that. Yeah. You know, like he might tell you to do that. He might say, open up your Bible right now. You might look at the clock as you're sitting there, and you're like, okay, it's 1237. I'm going to open up to, to this, this, this book, chapter 12, verse 37, and see what God has to say. Like, let God speak in those moments, right? If we don't make prayer a last resort, come on, a lot of times we give into our sin, and then we go to prayer and go like, oh, God, can you please forgive me? I, didn't want, I, do, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I do want to do. Are you with me? And it's the same, like, I, I, look at, I look at Paul and I'm like, man, if that guy says those types of things, and that's who he is, he's like, God, I, I don't do what I want to do, and I end up doing the things I don't want to do. Does that sound like any of us? And this is, this is the guy who wrote half the New Testament. Are you with me? Like, and if he, he's, he's dealing with the same struggles that you and I are, they're real. The struggles are real. It means you're not disqualified. Somebody tell your neighbor, you're not disqualified. Oh, your sin doesn't disqualify you. Come on, somebody. Your sin didn't disqualify you from the very beginning. Listen, like, I haven't, I haven't met a single sinless person. Not one. Not one. If we still did stonings for sin, we would have an even smaller church than we have right now. Are you with me? Starting with the pastor. Are you with me? Like, like uh, first on the list. Here we go. You know, lead the charge, you know, like, because we're, we're not perfect. We don't have it figured out. But prayer is how I trade my weakness for his strength. Prayer. Sitting with the Lord. All of a sudden, when my flesh was weak, I went to the Lord. And I said, God, I need you. And I replaced that with his strength. Are you with me? Let God replace that. Let him do those things in your life. When you're dealing with that difficult person, go to prayer first. Come on. I know you've been thinking all week of how to wittily get back to them. Are you with me? Come, I'm, a, I'm a pretty witty guy. Are you with me? Like, I have comebacks for days. It's bad. Are you with me? Like when I was a kid, I got in trouble a lot because I had a quick tongue. Do I have anybody like that? Uh, oh, man. Like I was like, dude, don't argue with me. I'm going to make you look like an idiot. This is a good, it's, it's, it's about to go down. Are you with me? Like we have some people like that. You know, like I'm just being real. But in the midst of it, if I go to prayer, all of a sudden that sharp tongue gets used as, as, as something to help somebody and change their life instead of to kill somebody. Are you with me? Instead of to tear them down. So you can use that quick-wittedness. It's a gift, but it's a different kind of gift. Let's read that first verse again, Psalms 18, 29. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. What are the walls sitting in front of you right now? What are the things standing in front of you that are keeping you from what God's called you to? Did you take it to prayer? Or have you just been trying to figure it out? Uh, it's not working this way. I'm going to try a different way. Listen, I got a lot of champions in here. I got a lot of people who will find a way, right? Do, do I have those types of people in here? Like, I, I don't know about you, but as a Marine, that's, that's the way. I, it, it, it's mission accomplishment. It's not, like, it's not the Army. We don't get to make excuses. Are you with me? Like, 
Did that just happen? And you said amen to that. That's right. Amen. Come on. Come on. You know, like, like, come on. In the midst of it, it's going, all right, God, where are you at in this? Where are you at in this? You doing all right, bro? Is it hurting pretty good? You want, you want to pray over him, Tony? His ribs are hurting. No, I prayed over him earlier this morning. Just keep praying for him, okay? Just stay there and pray for him. He had hurt his ribs giving somebody a hug. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, that's a bear hug. Watch out. As a Marine, they said, pain is weakness leaving the body. That's what they said, right? Pain is weakness leaving the body. Can I tell you something a little about the army of God? Prayer is fear and anxiety leaving your spirit. Prayer. Prayer is fear and anxiety leaving your spirit. Prayer snuffs out the flesh and replaces doubt and weakness with peace, strength, and gratitude. That's what those verses were talking about. Matthew 26, verse 41, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. So it didn't say, go, go read a 12-step book. It didn't say all those things. Like, it said, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. It's given us the exact, exact way to do it. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Point number three. Here we go. Are you ready? Point number three. Pastor Sarah is not here to put up my my thing to tell me how much time I have, so we've got two more hours. Are you ready? Two more hours. Sorry, pa- you know, I didn't even say hi to the people online, but pro- Pastor Sarah's probably on there commenting, you have ten minutes left, be quiet. Chill out. Here's point number three. Prayer makes me battle ready. Prayer makes me battle ready. What is the battle in front of you? You know what, like, like we talked about in the very beginning, some of us don't even know. You ever had a day that went so, such a different direction than you had planned? Right? Right? A car accident. Supposed shooter at the mall. Busted rib. Right? You think you're giving a hug and all of a sudden a busted rib, right? There's, it can go any different direction. You can wake up one morning thinking it's going to just be this simple, easy day, and it's not going to be that. That's not what's in front of you. You have a battle in front of you that you don't even know yet. So if we have a battle in front of us that we don't even know yet, the first thing we need to do is go to prayer and be battle ready. Hey, God, I know that you're in charge of this whole day. I know that this is the day that you have made. You saw it fit to put breath in my lungs today. And because you said that, it means that I can get through whatever this day has in front of me. Are you with me? All of a sudden, your mindset of how you see your day, how you see the challenges in front of you, the challenges didn't change. You did. Because all of a sudden, you weren't just trying to blow that thing by yourself. Instead, you're going bazooka mode. All right, God, I know how this day works. There's going to be challenges to this day, just like there was yesterday, just like there was last week. And we could sit and we can mope and complain about how difficult life is. And, and, and all of a sudden we turn into Eeyore, right? But the wind blew over my house again. We can do that. We can live our whole life like that. You can spend 40 years, 50 years complaining about everything around you. Or you can wake up different and say, God, I need you to be the forefront of my life. God, I need you to give me a different way of seeing. God, I need you to... Show me this world through different lens today. God, show me who needs, who needs help, who needs prayer. God, like when, when you start to know the power of prayer, all of a sudden it's like, wait, if they don't know the power of prayer, God, like send me, 
Send me, because I know, I know that if I pray over somebody, that we can see miraculous healing right now. I know that without, without a shadow of a doubt. So those that doubt, okay, go ahead and doubt. But I don't doubt, because I've seen it. Are you with me? And so all of a sudden when prayer becomes this kind of a weapon that is not something you put on the back burner, but it's something that you go in, with in front of you, oh my goodness, it's a whole different day. You look at things through different eyes. You look at situations differently. When people say like, oh man, I'm going through this, you say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. And they go, oh, you're such a jerk. Why would you be excited for me? I'm excited for you because I've seen God move in situations like this. Get ready. Let's pray right now. Let's see what God can do. Right? It changes your demeanor and how you look at life, how you look at your situations. Amen? Woo! Are we doing okay? It's not even a question that you're going to face a battle every day. It's not even a question. The question is, are you battle ready? That's the real question. Are you battle ready? Are you prayed up? Are you armored up? Come on, for the battle. Has life given you license? Have you given license to run you over by not first going to prayer? How many of us give permission for the enemy to blow us around? To, I mean, you should see this four-year-old. I mean, little Judah, when, when Noah blows in the end of that thing and he's just like, he's like, he can't, he can't breathe for a second, right? Like this little four-year-old. He think, he's like, I'm going to get him this time, right? Which is just like all of us. Like, we wake up in the day like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this day. Come on. Like, you've been reading all your self-help books, and you're like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. I'm an overcomer, and this is going to happen today. I'm making this day happen. Are you with me? Like, like is anybody, nobody's like me? Okay. Like, like, I've done these things, right? I'm sitting there, like, motivate myself to, to just take the brunt of it. And you know what? You can take a lot more with a, with a positive mindset, but can I tell you, you can take even greater things when you say, God, I don't have it all together, and I need you. Me and you, we can take the world. Me and you, these circumstances don't stand a chance. I might be able to overtake it by myself. I might even be able to take it with one of my brothers to help me and to be there with me. I know that if these guys, if I called them, that they'd be there with me. But I tell you what, even more so, I shouldn't wait and hope that they're going to be able to hold it when I can first give it to him and say, God, oh, we're starting the day and it's already won. Oh, this battle's already won. Whatever the battle is, maybe it's, maybe it's your personal addictions, maybe it's your relationship issues, maybe it's finances, maybe it's those things, but the battle's already won when you give it to him. Are you with me? Let God do it his way. Amen? Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. Somebody say anything. Anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Come on, somebody. James 5, verse 13 says, Are any of you suffering hardships? Yep, this one, I think this applies to us. Let's read. Let's, let's see what happens. You should pray. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you. We just watched that happen. Come on. Such a prayer. Come on. Oh, man. Hang on. Wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. Don't go ahead of yourself there. Do this. You should call the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the, of name of the Lord. Verse 15, here we go. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. 
Come on, somebody. Verse 16, confess your sins to each other and pray. Somebody say pray. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Come on, somebody. This is your Bible. I'm reading this out of my Bible. This one's in your Bible, too. I'm just telling you. Verse 17, Elijah, I like this example. Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three and a half years. Come on, somebody. Verse 18, then when he prayed again, the sky went down rain, let, sent down rain, and the earth began to yield its crops. It's telling you how powerful prayer is. You see, Elijah is just as human as we are. And I don't know about you, Elijah's one of the ones I can't wait to meet when I get to heaven. Like, I want to ask how all those, all those miracles, all those things, what was that like? And he's going to be like, dude, it was the same thing you did. I just had him on the backside of my bazooka. That's it. I prayed. I asked God to do the work, and he did it. And I get the glory for it. I get to be a part of the glory. I get to be a part of the story of what God does. Listen, you are a part of somebody's story when you load your bazooka in the morning, when you get loaded up, when you're ready. Right? When you got God on the other end of your bazooka, you're a part of somebody else's breakthrough story because you prayed, because you were ready and you walked in power instead of walking in defeat. Amen? Come on, somebody. Lift up a shout to God today. Can we do that? Come on. He's, he's worthy. He's worthy. Prayer is not some cheap sideshow overshadowed by the main event. Prayer is where God's power is unleashed in your life. When you make prayer the battle plan, there is nothing that cannot be accomplished in Christ Jesus. Oh, we're getting to the end here. Yes, amen. Psalm 91, verse 14. says, The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, what does that mean? Pray. When they call on me, when they pray, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them salvation. This is what the Lord said. Pray. Call on Him. I'll be honest with you, I don't pray enough. I don't pray enough. Some of the, some of the best growth we've ever seen in this church is when we, we decided to take the first 21 days of the year and pray at 6 a.m. every single morning. And we saw some of the most breakthrough and the most... You remember that? You were there with me. I remember you were there. I don't know if anybody else here was there. Maybe, maybe Carol. You got to paint afterwards? I didn't paint, but I had other things to do. But that prayer time, man, it broke things. It was during that prayer time that I was given... $50,000 worth of building plans for our future building someday. It was during that prayer time. Like those breakthroughs happened during that time. That was years ago during that time. And it's amazing how you can just keep going, just keep working hard, and everybody will praise you. They'll be like, man, you're such a hard worker. And you'll go, thanks. And you just keep working hard, and you keep doing your thing, right? And you just keep going. And then you forgot all about God way back there when you were praying every day. When you started your morning with, God, I need you. God, show me what this city needs. Show me what the people need. Like, I got so, I'll be honest with you, this is just my confession. I got so busy in the doings of church that I forgot to go and be a son before the Father. 
and say, God, who are you? What, who do you say that I am? What do you want to do through me today? Right? And all of a sudden, when those things begin to shift and change, your mindset goes away from, how can I work harder? How can I do more? And it goes back to, hey, God, what do you say about today? What do you want to do in my life today? And it changes everything. Somebody say amen. Amen. Look at the time. It thinks I'm working out. I'm moving around so much. Hey, I do. I get all. I definitely get all my steps on Sundays. That's for sure. That's for sure. I see it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. He's like the clock's right here, Pastor. You have no excuses. To be done at the right time. I left. I left plenty of time. I left plenty of time to pray, because prayer is the priority, not the sideshow. It's not the sideshow to pastors preaching. It's not. Prayer is the priority. I would rather sit here for an hour and a half and pray because that will be major breakthrough versus just you hearing some catchy phrases that you can write down and put on your Facebook. See, if you spend time with the Lord, I mean, that would be a better use of time, to be honest with you, if we all just sat here and prayed. Especially for most of us, don't pray on a regular basis. We don't, it's, it's only when things get real bad that we pray. Come on. But if we make prayer the battle plan, then God can make the difference that's needed to make in each of our lives. In each of our lives. So while the worship team plays, some, plays a song here, and it sounds like, it sounds like you're doing the uh, take uh, what the enemy made for evil and do it for good. Is that right? Hey, I'm, I'm not doing too bad. Usually I'm not very good at this music thing. But I was like, I, like, I kind of hear, hear those chords. I kind of hear that. But I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat. That might be uncomfortable because you don't know everybody here and you don't know if they smell good or not. But I tell you what, I want you to get out of your seat. And there's a ton of space up here. And I want you to get as close to this as you can. And just get as, get your breakthrough today in prayer time. Because breakthrough is sitting right here waiting for you. Now, is there anything special about this middle school and that stage? No. But it's the altar. It's the, the mindset in which you look at the altar of God. That's where things get altered in your life. Are you with me? Things begin to change in your life when you decide, hey, you know what? I can't do it sitting where I'm comfortable. I need to get where you are, Holy Spirit. I need to be where you are. Now, is, is God any more right here than he is back here on the back row? No, he's not. You can pray right here and have the same breakthrough. We could sit right here on this back row. Oh, this used to be my, my family's favorite spot. Yeah. Yep, all before I got figured out I have ADHD and I need to sit on the front because I'll look at all the, the bald people in the back, you know. You can have breakthrough in the back row, but there's something that changes and shifts when you decide to get out of your comfort zone and you come into a place like this, you know what, and even get even more undignified and sit with Jesus like this or get on your face and sit with Jesus like this. Breakthrough starts to happen. In the Philippines, I asked everybody to come forward. And, and I didn't let a single person stay in their chair unless there was a medical reason that they had to stay in their chair. I, so much so that people in the back, they're like, oh, he's not going to bother with us until I started walking back there. They're like, holy crud, I don't want him to bring me up on the stage, so I better get up and go before something happens. There was hundreds of people sitting there. But I said, you know what, we're not going to let anybody sit in their gunk anymore. This isn't going to happen. And so just like in this little church, we're going to do the same thing right now. Because you don't have to hold on to the junk you came in here with. And if you think you don't have junk, you probably have more junk than the person who knows they have junk. Are you with me? 
mean, when you're so blinded that you don't think you have junk is when you have a lot. Are you with me? Oh, I'm fine. I got it all. Th- I was praying this morning. Like everything you just preached, I- I'm that person. Hey, that's great. Can I tell you that we can go to another level? There's still more levels to go. There's still another gear. Right? You might think you're running at high octane. It's only because you're running at a lower gear that you've been going as hard as you can. You're supposed to shift. Are you with me? You ever, you ever see that guy? He's usually driving a Honda. Are you with me? Like, like it's what happens because they're like, wow. You're like, shift, bro. You'll go faster. The angels in heaven are saying that to each of us right now who are running in high gear, just the low, low gear. Are you with me? You're running really high on first gear. But the angels are like, there's more gears. Like, go to the next one. Go to the next one. Let's see what God has for you. Let's go to the next one. You'll start to figure out, especially if you skip a gear. You ever skipped a gear when you're driving stick? And you're like, it's like trying to catch up. You're like hitting the gas. Like, you're getting there, but not quite yet. You might have a moment like that, okay? And that's okay. You will catch up. And then you'll be at speeds you never thought you could be at. You'll be at a capacity you never thought you could be at. It's time to stop blaming God for not having enough capacity when he's saying shift, bro. Shift. 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 Sometimes you got to go from being on the back row to the front row. Are you with me? you got to shift. you got to stop caring what everybody else thinks. Stop trying to sneak out of church right at the end, right? I, I did the same thing. Listen, listen. I did the same thing. I sat, I, I had a motorcycle, and, and I, I would ride my bike, and I had a blue and orange mohawk so no one would talk to me. I'd scare the crud out of anybody that would talk to me, and I'd sit in the back row and wonder how the pastor had known all that stuff about me all week long. How is that possible? And then I'd leave as soon as they start praying because I didn't want anybody to talk to me. Come on. You're introvert. <laughs> You're welcome here. You're welcome here. All you're seeing today is an introvert that went to another gear, to another gear, to another gear. And just when I thought I was tapped out and couldn't go anymore, I said, God, what do you have for me? And he goes, you can actually have a fifth gear and a sixth gear if you actually dive into it. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.